Welcome to Sunday Showcase. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Welcome back to Mutual Presents, episode 422. I'm Jack Ward, right here with my co-pilot for your passage to yesteryear, Penny the Cat. Last week, Penny and I went out to the great double performance of the Mutual Theater. This week, we're out on the town again with First Nighter. But I promised we would go a little less formal as we enjoy the first night release of Wolf in Sheepskin and No Nanny. So everybody wind back those clocks as we start the show. Right now, the time in 10 seconds, 7 o'clock. Campana's first nighter program. From the little theater of Times Square. Starring Barbara Luddy and Owen Soule with an all-star cast sent to you by Campana, the quality name in cosmetics. Theater time on the Great White Way, and an opening night performance is scheduled for your entertainment at the Little Theater off Times Square. And what a celebrated audience of first-nighters we're sure to see. Now, here's our genial first-nighter, our host for the evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This promises to be an exciting night. My cab is waiting. Won't you step in? All right, driver, to the Little Theater. Up Broadway, the brightest nightlife street in the world and across 42nd Street. And there, just ahead, is the Little Theater off Times Square. Well, here we are. Hey, look like the warmer girls around that chap. He must be Van Johnson. I think I see Howard Hughes. Hey, that must be Hedda Hopper under that hat. Ticket ready, please. Have your ticket ready, please. Good evening, Mr. First Nighter. The usher will show you your seat. Thank you. We'll go right in. Here we are in down front seats, ladies and gentlemen, with just time to look at our program. Tonight's play is a comedy entitled Wolf with Sheepskin, written by Jack Kelsey. And it looks like a superb cast for comedy. Barbara Luddy and Olin Soleil do the honors in the lead roles. Miss Luddy playing the part of Betty Herbert, and Mr. Soleil in the role of Professor Algernon Riggs. In the all-star supporting cast are Jerry Hausner as the Duke of Brooklyn, Ken Christie as the Earl of Chicago, Ed McDonald as the Killer, and other famous names. And now, before first curtain, let's listen to Frank Worth and the famous First Nighter Orchestra. There's the signal for first curtain, the house lights are out, and here's the play. Uh, is, uh, is this Mrs. Hybert's room in the house? Yes, it is, but I'm afraid... Hey, I heard it was an old dame ran the joint. Mrs. Hybert. Mrs. Herbert is my aunt. She's on vacation. I'm in charge. Ah, I'm gonna like this job. You got a room? I'm sorry, no, and I don't think you'd be happy here anyway. Oh, why not? Well, our clientele is very quiet and refined. They all work during the day. Well, that's why my boss picked this place. Why don't you figure on refined? I uh, couldn't help noticing the racing form sticking out of your pocket and that bulge under your arm. Uh, did you ever carry a rod in your hip pocket, sister? Well, it is very uncomfortable. 
Miss, uh, uh, what's your name? Betty. Uh, now, 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 look, I, I'm rather busy just now. Well, leave us be refined, Betty, huh? I am called Duke, and here comes my pal, the oil. Hey, look, Duke. Huh? There was Dick. Dick's hanging around the killer's train come in. Huh? So I slipped him a piece of paper with his address on him. Okay. Yeah, just so long as he gets here, Martini's gonna be happy. Dry Martini, the gangster? Yeah. Uh, oil? Uh, was the killer disguised like the boss said? Yeah, yeah, wearing big home rim specs, carrying a briefcase. I chased him right off. Uh-huh. Big guy. Good looking. Uh-huh. I'll have to ask you, the gentleman, to leave now. Duke, what's this? I made a bot on you. Please do not pull a rod on a cute cookie like Betty unless you take your hat off, Oil. Well, okay. He's going to give us a room for this out-of-town box man, won't you, Betty? What's a box man? Well, you know, he opens safes when the owners ain't around. Now, this character's got 20 grand, see? Half of which, Joe, belongs to my boss. And he's coming here to make the split. Well, that's very honest of him, I'm sure. Yeah, the killer is being looked for by certain parties, see? So Martini picked your joint as a hideout until the dough is divvied. You get it? Mm, I'm afraid I do. Would that be him? Uh, he? The, the killer? Huh? Glasses and a briefcase. Yeah. That is him, uh, he. I, uh, I beg your pardon. I believe you have a room available. Well, I... You I... heard what that guy said, sister. Why, how nice. The very man who directed me at the railroad station. Oh, you said the young lady's hard of hearing. Not at all. Your friends have arranged everything. Will you sign the book? Well, I hardly anticipated the ease with which my simple needs would be met. Gee, would you get a load of that talk? How do you like that? Yeah. When we're forced to, we can sometimes find room, Mr. Reb... Oh, I beg your pardon, Professor Riggs. Is that what he wrote in the book? Yes, Professor Algernon Riggs. It amuses you? <laughs> I'll say. Did you think it up yourself? No. No, I understand that my mother, under the deplorable spell of the romantic fiction oh, of her day... Oh, brother, you're okay. Just get up with fool the smartest cop in town. Well, allow me to rise to the occasion, Professor. I am the Duke of Brooklyn... This is the oil of Chicago. Hi. And this dame here is Miss Betty Hoybert. Now, leave us lay off the jokes, Duke, and make sure the uh, professor is willing to uh, split the cabbage. Oh, delighted, gentlemen. Merely name the time and place. Ah, you see? He's okay, oil. You gonna put the briefcase in that safe behind the desk? Oh, no, the contents are too valuable to let out of my hand for a moment, Duke. Ah, maybe you're right. Uh, show him to his room, Betty. We'll stick around. Well, just let me get the key. I think I shall enjoy my stay in your colorful establishment, Miss Hoybert. Oh, yes. We have such fun. Before you came in, I thought I was going to die laughing. This is your room, Professor. Please step in. After you, Miss Hoybert. You don't take any chances, do you? Uh, do you think you should close the door? We're completely unchaperoned. Well, I'm well protected now, thank you. And if you move, I'll shoot. Good heavens. You've got a revolver. Yeah, we keep it behind the desk for emergencies like this. You can drop the act now, killer. I know all about you. And I'm going to relieve you of your rod, as your friends downstairs would say. But I haven't got... Uh, Miss Hoybert, <laughs> please, you're tickling me. <laughs> haven't got a gun. No. Are you what they call a gun doll, Miss Hoybert? The word is gun mall, and certainly not. 
Well, then why did your confederate direct me here from the railroad station? So you could lure me to this room and hold me up? You think... Don't you move a step. You have very large, kindly eyes, Miss Hoybert. I don't think you'd shoot me. I'm going to raise that window and shout for a policeman. You'd call... Well, then you aren't really the killer? Most certainly not. I am Professor Algernon Riggs of the State University. How can you believe otherwise? Well, your disguise did seem awfully cute. But when you called me Miss Hoybert, I thought you'd slipped up. Well, isn't that your name? Oil introduced you as... Earl introduced me as Miss Herbert. Oh, oh good heavens. Of course, the local dialect. <clears throat> I, uh, I hope it's not habit for me. What about the $20,000 you promised to divide? I? I said that? You distinctly said, name the time and place. For dinner, my dear girl. They invited me to divide a, a cabbage with them. And I'm distinctly fond of corned beef and a green, a leafy, a vegetables. Hand me your briefcase. If you're a professor, there won't be any $20,000 in it. Oh, this is ridiculous to say nothing's embarrassing. Let's see. Two shirts, three pair of socks, shorts with red stripes. Well, for a professor... Uh, Miss Herbert, uh, Herbert, if you... Hey, damage... You be quiet. What have you got wrapped in this paper? If you damage that in any way, I shall never forgive you. Oh, you are the killer. Stand back. Don't move. You you fiend. Well, how does an old bone wrapped in paper make me a killer? Who else would carry a bone around in a briefcase? <clears throat> that happens to be Dr. Small's tibia. <laughs> you're, you're a victim? Uh, no. No, it isn't exactly his tibia. It belongs to his museum. He loaned it to me for a thesis I'm writing on the dinosaur. The what? A large lizard that died thousands of years ago. Preposterous to accuse me of having had anything to do with his death. Oh. Young woman, Betty, what are you doing? And I thought you were a gangster. No, 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 no. Calm down, Betty. There, now. Oh, your hair's lovely. Soft as mephitis fur. I'm all right now. Thanks for the use of your shoulder. Oh, pleasure, I'm sure. <laughs> but I do feel like telling those men downstairs a thing or two. Oh, now, please try to understand, Professor Riggs. They're gangsters. They're not going to like us when they find out you're not the killer. They might even shoot us. Oh? Well, I, uh, I shouldn't like to die now. Uh, that is, now that we've met. You're, uh... <clears throat> well, I mean to say... Uh... Mm, I think you're cute, too. <laughs> well, what was that you said about my hair? Soft. Soft as mephitis fur. Mephitis? Latin zoological name for the skunk. <laughs> Be careful. Give me that gun. And the curtain comes down on the first act of tonight's play in the little theater off Times Square. There's the end of act one, ladies and gentlemen. And here comes a message you'll want to hear from Larry Keating. Yes, ladies, here is news you'll love to hear. So listen carefully. Your favorite pre-war hand lotion, good, dependable, quick-acting Italian bomb is back again. Yes, Italian bomb, that's exactly what I said. You can believe your ears. I said Italian bomb is back again. There it is at your favorite store today, just like it used to be. As you know, Italian bomb could not be made except for just a minute quantity during the war years. It's fine, precious ingredients weren't to be had. But now, just step into your nearest store and say, please give me a bottle of Italian bomb and you'll get it. 
It's the same famous lotion that you loved so well, made exactly as it used to be made with every one of its original ingredients. You'll recognize it in a minute by its famous green and white cotton. You'll try it on your hands and arms and elbows to make sure that it's just as good as you remember it. And sure enough, it is. So soothing and quick softening to dry skin. So different. So dependable for helping your skin to stay softer, smoother, prettier. No matter how much work your hands may do, nor how hard the water is. Yes, it's the same lotion about which you've said so often, it just has no equal. And mark this fact, too. The price is the same pre-war price. Same quality, same quantity, same price. So do this, won't you? Get your bottle of good, rich, concentrated Italian bomb tonight. It's back again. the aisles to their seats. The lights are dim, and here's the second act of Wolf with Sheepskin. I'm getting tired sitting to this lobby, Duke. When's the killer and that dame coming back ah, down? Relax, relax, Oil. Martini don't want us in no trouble. That killer'd plug you for a nickel. But we gotta phone the boss and tell him that 20 grand is here waiting to be cut. All right, leave us change the subject, pal. Here they come. Well, gentlemen... I've had a little talk with Miss Herbert, and I find there's been a lamentable error on your part. Huh? Hey, you'd better not have anything to do with that briefcase you'll carry on, bud. Oh? Thank you for reminding me, Earl. Will you put it in the safe, Betty? Well, if, if you think that's why... That's okay, Betty. It'll keep there till Martini is ready. Uh, you, uh, Duke. I took a liking to you at first glance, but I'm afraid I misjudged the situation. Speak English, bud. You planning to double-cross the boss? <clears throat> you don't seem to believe that I am actually named Algernon Riggs. Ah, uh, don't mind, oil killer. I think it's a very pretty name. Well, let me put it simply. A, you are gangsters. B, you've mistaken me for someone called the killer whom you've never seen. C, you think I have some cabbage. Yeah. That is, ill-gotten gains in my briefcase. When actually, it's a rare bone. <sighs> Go on, killer. I could listen to you talk forever. Oh, dear, the Duke simply doesn't believe you, Professor. Well, we must say that I think it's the best act I ever heard. It's really an education, you know, that meeting up with you, killer. Did you pick all this up in a pen? Oh, I give up. Communication between us is impossible, Betty. Don't you ever go to the movies, Professor? Oh, by Joe, cinema gang pictures, you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I could, uh, I could try it. Uh, <clears throat> listen, use, use mugs? Huh? Yeah. What would a, a drake like me be doing with 20, uh, 20, uh... 20 G's. Uh, thank you, Betty. With 20 G's. Uh, my racket is zoology. I'm lugging a, uh... <clears throat> how would you translate tibia, Betty? You've got me. Uh, uh, uh lettuce? Cabbage? Dough? This is giving me a headache, Duke. The boss is waiting. Ah, uh, you know, Oil, I ain't had such an interesting conversation since we took Benny the Bookworm for a ride. Oh, 
fun, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, killer, don't think this ain't been fun, but we got to scram. Do you plan to return? Uh, stay hold up till we flip you to word, pal. And, killer, thanks for cooperating. But good heavens, man, how have I cooperated? That rod in your pocket, pal. If you was going to make trouble, you'd have pulled it. Well, be seeing you. So long. Good heavens, fellas. I still have your revolver in my pocket. I don't think you realize what a narrow escape we've just had, Professor. Well, perhaps we should call the police, Betty. Well, we don't need to now. But, Tim, we found his tibia, you know. And I refuse to leave you in danger. Oh, that's sweet of you, Al. You know, we'll never see those two again. Would you like something to eat? Oh, first I must call Dr. Small and tell him where I am. And then, Betty, you know what might be invigorating? A good dip cup of tea. Cakes are delicious, Betty. Sorry, I can't give you the Latin name or the chemical formula. Uh, the longer I know you, the more amazed I am. Beauty, domesticity, perspicacity. Mm-hmm. I bet you say that to all the girls. You know, Betty, my life at the university is rather lonely. Meeting you has been... Well, that is... <clears throat> I mean to say... Professor, not at a loss for words, not you. Oh, no, indeed. It's merely that you do something to my bloodstream. <sighs> Probably increase the adrenaline content. You're so romantic. Funny, though. I like you in spite of yourself. Oh, the bell on the desk. Somebody came into the lobby. Well, shall I uh, come along? Thank you. No, I'll be right back. Oh, dear. What's the matter, lady? Seen a ghost? Those glasses, that briefcase, I thought for a minute I was seeing double. Uh, what's wrong with them? You, you must be the killer. How do you know that lady? Well, you were expected earlier. Two of the boys arranged for your hideout. Ah, that's what Martini said a minute ago on the phone, see? His gorillas are supposed to meet my train. Oh. You one of his mob? Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, from way back. The boss wants I should put that 20 grand you got in the safe here. Ah, ain't much you don't know, huh? Me and the big shot were like that, see? Give me your briefcase. Well, I don't know. What's that? Oh, one of the mugs put boards here. Give me, give me your case. I'll put it in the safe while you get behind the gates at the window. We don't want him to see you. No, that's right. Well, they don't give me no double cross, please, Miss Ash. <laughs> Just a second, Professor. I mean, yeah, come on in. It's time for me to leave now for the museum, Betty. Oh, weren't you talking to someone? I was talking. I was gabbing with a mug, but he landed. I beg your pardon. Algernon, please take your tibia and scram. Scram? Betty, perhaps I should warn you that your companions play an important part in forming a vocabulary. Perhaps. Oh, oh, my dear girl, you don't need to throw my briefcase at me. Will you take it and get out? Yes, but I'll be back as soon as I can. Oh, I wonder if I shall ever understand women. You can come out now, killer. Uh, I couldn't make out what you said from back there. What was that about a briefcase? I had to put it away in the safe while I was talking with that guy. Here, let me show you. See? Your briefcase. Okay. Now I'll lock it up. Oh, God. I figured I'd get me a bite to eat before that. Uh, hello? Oh, Dr. Small. Yes, Professor Riggs, just a minute left to meet you. Oh, hold the line a minute, please. I have to be polite to these mugs. You can get a good cup of java right across the street, Killer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, I'll grab one of them and come back. If Martini's gorillas show up, you'll tell them where you can find me. Ah, uh, there you 
Dr. Small, now please listen carefully. It's a matter of life and death. When Professor Riggs arrives, you're going to find money in that briefcase instead of that horrid old bone. Well, I know you don't understand, but I just switched briefcases with a gangster. Algernon has the gangsters, and I have your tired old tibia here in my face. Tell him to get the police. I, I, I can't talk anymore. Hey, we just seen a very funny thing, Betty. Well, how is it? Isn't this Duke of Brooklyn and the Earl of Chicago? Yeah, and like Duke says. We would have wars, would you? Yeah. You see, we are walking down the street when all of a sudden we see two killers. Two? Yeah. One of them gets in a taxi, the other one goes in a restaurant. Well, that silly, you must be seeing double. Well, this is very possible. We are very nervous. So we call Martini on the phone, and he sounds a nerd at us. He says to get back here and collect his dough, and no mistake. Or he personally will kick our teeth down our throats. So you better get it up, Cookie. You mean you want the briefcase and the money right now? Yeah, before we begin to see three killers instead of two. I'll get the dough out of the safe and we'll split it. Right this very minute? Why not? This is the payoff, Betty. We got to get half that cabbage and no bones about it. Right now, ladies, here at the end of Act Two is Larry Keating to remind you, remind you that your old favorite hand lotion, Italian Balm, is back again. And over this first night of program, here in the little theater off Times Square, we're trying to spread the word far and wide, Italian Balm is back. Thousands of women, unable to get Italian Balm during the war, will welcome this news with open arms, or I should say, open hands, because they missed Italian Balm. So many wrote and said, it never had an equal. I miss it more than I can say. I've tried to find a lotion that would do as much for my hands, but I can't. Yes, Italian balm made exactly as it was made before the war, including all of its original ingredients, is back in the stores again, ready to greet its millions of old friends. There it is, in its famous green and white carton, just as it used to be. And mind you, it's priced just as it used to be also. Same quality, same quantity, same pre-war price. Just 25 and 50 cents and a dollar a bottle. So do this for us, will you please? Help us tell all of Italian Bomb's old friends that their old favorite hand lotion is back again. They'll rejoice once more in the swift, sure way that Italian Bomb helps protect skin against dryness and chaffing. They'll cheer to have again the lotion that's so rich, so good, so economical, that just one drop will serve both hands. Why don't she open it up? Eh, hey, you wouldn't give us no double cross now, would you, Betty? Oh, of course not, Duke. But uh, half of that money in the briefcase belongs to the killer. And, and, and... oh, dear, here he is now. That ain't him. This guy don't even look like the killer. Hi, that's that. These martinis, gorilla. Hey, uh, yeah, these are them. Boys, shake hands with the killer. Hey, you sick, Betty. You don't even sound like you. Don't she talk like this all the time? Certainly not. She talks better than me, even. 
So, I've been double-crossed. All right, get the hands off and keep them off. Look out, he's got a gun. What'd you think he had in his pocket? Gumdrop? That's the killer, all right, Earl. Did you see that quick draw? Yeah. Now, 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 please, gentlemen, let us all keep our heads. I think so. Five a set, sir. Let's split your friend for me. You know, I am very disappointed in you, Betty. Who was the professor guy if he wasn't a killer? He tried to tell you, Duke, he's Professor Algernon Riggs. And he talks like that all the time? All the time and frequently. Okay, sister. Now put their rods in your safe and get out my briefcase at the same time. I don't suppose there's much else I can do. No, not at this farm. Martini ain't gonna like this killer. He wants to slip. Nah, well, he's gonna get it. I just ain't taking no chances, see? Open her up. I don't see why you're in such a hurry to open it. Wouldn't you all maybe like a cup of tea first? The cabbage first, if you don't mind, Betty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you open it up, sister, and dump the dough out on the desk. There's been enough boners already. Boners? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, here goes. What the... What are you carrying an old soup bone around for? Maybe uh, a little black market meat business on the side, eh, killer? Yeah, yeah, give me that cake. What is that? Socks and shirts and... Hey, look at them nice red striped shorts. Hey, very pretty. This ain't my cake. Maybe there's been a little mistake. Maybe your case got slipped with someone's else. Oh, and I thought we were friends, Betty. Hey, uh, what is a nice funeral wreath for, Doyle? You can't come in here, any of you, and I'll beat me. By now, the professor has found that money in the case I gave him. He'll call the police and they'll be here any minute. And, and... Oh, Betty. Uh, are you all right, Betty? Oh, yes, yes, I'm all right, Algernon, but you came just in time. That man is the real killer. Ah, indeed. You, sir, with the firearm. Now, never mind that, bud. Just hand over my briefcase. I shall do nothing of the kind, killer. Hey, Professor, this is no time for words. Do like the man says before the cops get here. Cops, you? You did call the police, didn't you, Algernon? Well, it did occur to me when I opened the briefcase in the cab and saw that money, but I was in such a hurry to get You know what? It looks like you can put that rod away. The professor's a good egg. I like him. Okay, okay, Pop. You fork over that 20 grand, see? And there'll be a couple of bucks in it for you. Depending on your mouth, Tom. There's no use trying to bribe me, killer. You've caused me quite enough embarrassment as it is. What if I had said to Dr. Small, thank you for the loan of your tibia, doctor. I am returning it to you in perfect shape. And then... Yeah, yeah, go on. Suppose, Duke, I had opened my briefcase and out tumbled this big stack of dirty money. Oh, say, that'd be... Uh, what am I saying? Twenty grand wouldn't embarrass me, honey. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, though. Except you still got it. I'm referring to a moral principle, killer. This polluted pelt must be returned to its rightful owners. Mm, okay, Bob. You're asking for uh, Hold it, killer. Never mind the get. We'll take it from him nice and gentle. Okay, I'll... It'll be a pleasure, Duke. Please, Algernon, give them the chase before you get hurt. I'm warning you, gentlemen, I don't like violence. But if you provoke me, I'll not be responsible. We'll take that chance. You take him from the other side, Duke. Right. Come one step farther, either of you, and I'll split you like a couple of infinitives. <laughs> now, now, Professor, this like us more than it does you. Uh, grab him, I, 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 I warn you. You... And you two... I... The way they crash into the wall and the table. Yes, yes, I, I used to teach jiu-jitsu during the war. 
but I prefer zoology infinitely. Algernon, the killer. Uh, don't worry, sister. I got no idea tangling with him. Uh, I'll just hang on to my doll now. I got it back. He picked up the case when you dropped it, Algernon. You better return it, killer. I've known broken bones to result in jujitsu. Bones? Good heavens, Betty, my tibia. I forgot what's happened to it. It's on the desk in far less danger than we are. The killer has a gun, remember? Oh, that reminds me. So do I. Don't move, killer. Why, you... Watch your language. There's a lady present. I'll take his weapon from his pocket like a good girl, Betty. Frisk is the word, Algernon, and I'm getting very good at it, I must say. Now, the money, please, killer. Okay, okay. A friend, a guy like you, get a rod. I took it from Miss Herbert earlier in the day. She thought I was you at the time. Uh, by the way, Betty, when you held me up this morning, did you know this gun wasn't loaded? That gun ain't loaded? I know, I just... Betty, what are you doing? My, that was a very lovely vase, Betty. Why did you break it over his head? Oh, Algernon, you idiot. You told him the gun wasn't loaded. Oh, well, so I did. How remiss of me. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Betty? Dear, I've made up my mind. Yes? Yes. I do need someone to look after me. Are you looking for beauty, domesticity, or perspicacity? <clears throat> Please don't be polysyllabic at a time like this. Listen, Butch, you said you could catch that sort of thing from the people you associate with. And don't try to change the subject by ending your sentence with a preposition. What was the subject, Butch? So nuts. I'm trying to tell you I love you. That's the first sensible thing I ever heard you say. Will you marry me, Cookie? Maybe. Come here, Butch. Closer. Put your arms around me. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what to do next? Mm. <laughs> you love me more than your horrid old tibia. Tibia? Mm. What's this tibia? Okay, Butch, I'll marry you. Broadway premiere. Miss Marty and Mr. Lillie are bowing to the audience. The first night is a hitting of a real ovation. Next week, we want to invite you to a real treat in drama. A heart-gripping romance entitled Nonani. So be sure to tune in first nighter at this same time next week. And now we move out of the theater and into the street. Is your cab, Mr. First Nighter? Thank you. Good night. Campana's first night of program, starring Olin Soleil and Barbara Luddy, is a copyrighted radio feature. Tonight's play was pure fiction and did not refer to real people or actual events. Cleopatra was a wise, wise girl. She is sister in separate and distinct perfumes. So why not try something new yourself? For example, that enchanting, lingering cotton blossom clothes. It's exquisite. Cotton blossom by Old South is featured at Better Dragon Department Stores. The first night of program came to you over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. The WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. Campana's First Nighter Program. From the Little Theater off Times Square. Starring Owen Soule and Barbara Luddy with an all-star cast presented by Campana, the quality name in cosmetics. 
theater time on the Great White Way, and Broadway is buzzing tonight with the excitement that always attends an opening night performance at the Little Theater off Times Square. Yes, a premiere on the Great White Way is something to see. And here's our genial first-nighter, ready to take us to the theater. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. An opening night ties up traffic on the Great White Way, so I suggest we start. Here's my cab. Won't you step in? All right, driver, to the Little Theater. Broadway, and here's 42nd Street, crossroads of the world. And up where you see those dazzling lights is the little theater off Times Square. Well, here we are. Man, talk about celebrity. Just the governor. Oh, don't hurry me. I think I see Charles Boyd. Hey, look at that cute girl. Isn't that June Alice? Have your tickets ready, please. Have your tickets ready, please. Good evening, Mr. First Matter. The usher will show you to your seat. Thank you. We'll go right in. Well, it's a distinguished-looking audience tonight. The house is packed with famous names. The program tells us that the play this evening is entitled Nonani, a drama of love by Peggy Blake. Co-starred are two of Theaterland's most talented players, Olin Sule and Barbara Luddy. Mr. Sule takes the part of Carl Tyler, a young farmer. Miss Luddy is cast as Nonani. And the all-star supporting cast includes Jane Morgan as Ma Tyler, Stacey Harris as Jed Tyler, Carl's brother, Hugh Studebaker as Mr. Beach, Woodard Waterman as Monty Simmons, and other famous names. But I see that there's only a minute before first curtain, so let's relax and listen to Frank Worth and the famous First Nighter Orchestra. There's the signal for first curtain, the house lights are out, and here's the play. There he is, no nanny. Let's see, which one is that? Oh, that's Jed Tyler. I didn't know which brother was coming to get you, but that's Jed. Howdy, Jed. Howdy, Mr. Beach. He's young, ain't he, Mr. Beach? Well, uh, Jed was born about 1832, so he's about 20 now, I reckon. His brother Carl's a little older than that. Over. Over. Well, Jed, this is the girl. Her name's Walker. No Nanny Walker. It's Jed Tyler, no Nanny. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Tyler. Read <laughs> his eyes bug out of his head. What's the matter, son? Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect anybody like her. Mrs. Pete said she'd get us somebody, but I, I, I didn't. Well, Jed, this is her. Stagecoach got here about half an hour ago, and I brought her on up here to the house to wait for you. You climb on the board, no, Nanny. I'll, I'll put your clothes in the back. Will you give me your hand, Mr. Tyler? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll give him my hand. Quite a ways from the ground. <clears throat> I'm much obliged to you. Of course, I could have got up by myself if I'd wanted to. Yes, ma'am. Well, there you are, Jed. You're all set. Now, you come see us next time you're in town, no, Nanny. I will, Mr. Beach. Oh, thanks a lot for everything, Mr. Beach. You betcha. All right, boys, let's go. Come on. Let's go, boys. You're better with horses than you are with girls, ain't you, Mr. Tyler? Girls ain't like horses. Well, if you know that, that's something anyway. Goodbye, Mr. Beach. Thanks again. We had to do it, kid. Bye. Were you thanking him for me? Oh, he's been mighty nice to us. Finding you and everything. <laughs> Come on, you lady, you! Oh, move! Move, can't you?
You act as if you were stuck to that window, Carl. Can't you see him yet? No, not yet, Ma. Yeah. Yeah, I can too. There's a buckboard at the top of the rise. Oh, they're coming. You better lift me up. If I'm laying down, she won't know I can help her with the work, Carl. There's no point scaring her first off. You do a lot, Ma. You'll find out. You stay flat. Stay flat. You turn out more work than any ten women, even though you do have to be in bed. Golly, Jed and me, we got a hump to keep up with you, Ma. You're a good boy, Carl. It'll seem queer, won't it? Having her around, I mean. I hope it won't put your mind away from the wheat. Nothing could do that. You ought to see that, Ma. Carl, you ain't been as restless lately. You ain't talks about going away. Ah, I'm over that. Minnesota's the place for me. I'm glad. Further west than Indians. Why seek them out? Why fight them? Leave the west to them savages, I say. It'd be fine if everybody thought like that. Oh, that's Jed. Oh, I didn't hear him drive in. Open the door, Carl. It is open. We'll go meet him. Ma, listen. Well, don't stand there rooted, Carl. Ma, she's only the hired girl. Oh. Jed. Oh. Come in, Jed. Come in. Oh. Ma, this is the girl. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, Miss Tyler. Welcome to the farm, such as it is. Thank you. You mustn't let me scare you. You don't scare me, Miss Tyler. I mean me being in bed. I can do part of the cooking and things. The boys practically moved the kitchen into my bedroom. I can see they did. Did Jed tell you your duties? No. <laughs> He's kind of tongue-tied, ain't he? I'll have to tell him to you, Mom. I'm to care for the house, ain't I? You and me both will do it. But you're sick, and Miss Beach said I was to keep house. I ain't too sick to help. Ma's capable. She'll do more than you will. Oh? Will she? This is my brother, Carl. Howdy. Hello, Mr. Tyler. What's the name, Jed? The name's Walker. The rest of us know Nani. <laughs> he knew that. No Nani. That's Indian, ain't it? Yes, sir. Indian. For stars. No, Nani means star. Are you a... A breed? No, ma'am. My folks lived among them, that's all. Among Indians? Yes, in the north. I don't hold with them. I never did, and I never will. They'll give what you give. Good for good, bad for bad. Stay away from them, I say. You're in their country. Minnesota belongs to them. Not any longer, it don't. They cleared out. They'll be back if the whites break their promises. Ma's tired. She's talked enough. You gotta learn when she's tired. I'll show you your room, Miss Walker. Ed, Carl can do it. Ma, I... I said Carl can do it, you hear me? This bundle of your clothes? Yes. But I can carry it, Mr. Tyler. Sure you can carry it. Just like a squaw. Come on. He oughtn't have said that. Jed, you take that girl back to town. Why? Because I don't want her. Oh, just because she stood by the Indians, that ain't anything to take her back to town for. It ain't that, son. It's her. There's something in her. You don't see it. You get as far as her eyes, and there you stop. Oh, you mark me, Jed. She can't keep from hurting any more than she can keep from breathing. You'll get rid of her. And get rid of her now. <laughs> I won't. You can't beat me again. I'll bet you can't do it again. I have nearly every day, ain't it? Yeah, but not down to that tree. You better Ray? not go too far from the house, Jed. The Indians might get you. Oh, you could power with them and save me. Couldn't you, Nona? 
Maybe I could. Well, would you? Maybe I would. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, no, no, don't <laughs> laugh. Sometimes I'm, I'm afraid of you. you. You never liked twice. I, I don't know which is you. This is me, Jed. This is me. Oh, what is? This. Like haze over the hills. Like the smoke of the pine logs. I'm light as a breeze and I could run and run and run. and There ain't enough of me to make a ripple in the wind. I'm a cloud, Jed. A beautiful white cloud. I can float so high nobody can reach me. Nobody can touch me. I can touch you. You shouldn't, Jed. Your mother don't trust me. Whenever we're together, she watches. Oh, Ma can't tell me who to love and who not to love. Love? I love you, Norma. Jed. You've got to listen to me. Ever since the first time I met you at Beaches on the ride out from town and every minute since, you're my head. There ain't room for nothing else. Loha Nunezahu Daske Lucina. What's that mean? It's an Indian song. Whomsoever I speak unto, he is blinded by love. Whomsoever. Who else? No, Nani, who else? Jed. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about my brother? Jed, don't. Carl watches you. I've seen him watching. There's no call to break my heart. Who arm. else? Jed. I said who else? There's nobody else. Never before and not now. Not you or anybody. Not me? It's a song. That's all I told you. It's just a song. No, no, there's nobody else. And let it be me. You? Marry me, Nona. Let it be me. I love you. One thing about the man I marry, he's got to run faster than me. What? See if you can catch me, Jeff. Wait. Wait, no, Nani, wait. And the curtain comes down on the first act of the night play, the little theater off Pine Square. Smoking in the outer lobby or downstairs only, please. Smoking in the outer lobby. Is this the first time this season that you've been in the little theater off Times Square? Then you want to hear the big news from Larry Keating. Big news, joyful news in thousands of homes across the land. Listen. Your favorite pre-war hand lotion, Italian Balm, is back again. Good, dependable Italian Balm, that rich, quality lotion that served you so well before the war. Yes, its precious ingredients were unavailable during the war years. But now they're back again. Good news? Why say? It's like greeting an old friend and finding everything just like it used to be because famous Italian Balm is made today exactly as it was made before the war including every one of its especially selected tried-and-true ingredients. You can walk into any one of your favorite stores now and find that famous green and white carton with the words Italian Bomb on it. And there is the lotion of which you've said so many times, it just never had an equal. And what's better news than this? Italian Bomb is priced exactly as it was before the war. Not a penny more. Same quality, same quantity, same price. And that's something in these days of spiraling prices. Don't you agree? Yes, it's back again. That famous lotion, one drop of which gives both your hands such sure protection against chapping and dryness. It goes farther, lasts longer, is doubly economical to you. Why not get a bottle of Italian balm tonight? Their seats. A 
lights are dimmed, and here's the second act of No Nami. When you find a round and round, pocket full of rocks to hold me down. Just in the river, going to the fort, call you the little rancher and go Bring them early, bring them late, bring them round and say, okay. got supper laid out for Nona. She's too busy to eat, Jed. Oh, wish. She's dancing. Her and Monty Simmons. I thought she was going to stay with you while I got a place to sit. She ain't satisfied to stay as one man. Oh, what do you mean by that? Just what you think I mean. Oh, look, Carl, I, I'm sick of the way you act towards me, honey. Are you? Yeah, and I'm warning you, you, you never waste a chance to say things like that about her. I, I'm going to marry her, Carl, and you better remember it. She's the one who ought to remember it, Jed. She does. I'd guess you was the last man on her mind right now. She's only having a good time. Carl, Nona was made to dance. She, she loves it. I look at her. She, she's like a little thoroughbred coat stepping out on the first day of spring. Why, she was a... Simmons kissed her. Carl, did you see that? He kissed her. Why, that dirty... Jim, over... wait a minute. Let go of me. That was her. Paul Simmons ain't to blame. He kissed her. Well, it was her doing. I've been watching her, and I know. If I'd have been him, I'd have done the same thing. She was just asking for it. He kissed her. I'll kill him for that. Ain't worth it. Don't be foolish yet. Jed, come back here. Simmons. Huh? What? Get away from her. Go on, get away and keep away. Jed. I'm going to give you the beating of your life. Why, are you... Oh, no. Come here. Jed. Jed, what's the matter with you? You want to play her up, huh? Yeah. Money, don't. She's mine, you hear, Simmons? Yours. You ain't man enough for Why, you're right. You... Jed, don't let's go home, Jed. Let's Let go home. Look after him, Jed. Don't take him outside. You'll get hurt. Which one are you worried about, you conniving little witch? And this is for you, too, Tyler. Oh, that chair, Jed. He's going to fall. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Jed. Carl, look how he's... Look how he's twisted. He, he come at me. You all seen it? He come at me. Get a, I got get a doctor, somebody. Is he hurt, man? Carl, tell me. You like to hurt people, don't you? Well, you ought to like this, Nonani. You ought to like it fine. Carl. Carl, I'm just crazy. What is it? You and the doctor brought Jed home an hour ago and have been there crazy. What's the doctor say? Have him come and talk to me. He's gone, Ma. Gone? The doctor's gone? Yeah. He done all he could. All he... Well, he could. My boy's going to die. And she did it. That girl, she did it, Carl. I warned him about her. I told him to send her away. Oh, this is on my head. If it hadn't been for me, she'd never have come here. Oh, lie quiet and listen to me. Turn her out. Stomp on her, Carl. Drive her out of this house. Oh, my boy. Ma, Ma, quit that. Jed ain't gonna die. He's alive. This is back. Jed. Jed's going to live? His back is past helping. Doctor claims he can't walk. Never again. But he ain't going to die. Oh, dear God. He'll just never walk again. Carl. Carl, that's almost worse for him. I know. What'll he do? Oh, he can... He can figure the books or draw plans for the crops. Not Jed. There's nothing else. Do you expect him to sew dresses? That girl. That girl. Carl, she's got to leave. Get her out of here. That's for Jed, Ma. She brought this on him. You'll drive her to town. If he don't want her, I'll make her walk to town. But if he does want her, well, it's with him. Uh-huh. 
fighters are on in their seats, ready for the last act. And there goes the curtain. Uh, what are you doing in the barn, Nanani? Ma wants eggs to stuff Well, get them. Go on back to the house. So I can hurry to your brother? That's right. Do I finish milking the car for you? Nope. I thought you'd say yes. You seem to dote on me working. Everybody has to work on a farm. To keep their minds off things? Is that it, Carl? Take you. What do you think of that work drives out of your head? Dancing, maybe? Or girls? Or maybe me? I don't think of you. There ain't a minute when you don't think of me. That ain't true. It is. That first day when you called me a squaw, you were jealous because I was with Jed. You were jealous of the dance. You felt just like Jed when Monty kicked me. You can't tell me what's in your eyes ain't there because I can see it myself. You dry up, Nanani. Dry up and go to the house. To Jed? Go to Jed? You're his. You promise to him and you'll stand by your promise. I'll see to that. You'll see. You... And you hear me call? No, man. Sometimes I don't even belong to myself. There's something outside me, bigger in me, and sometimes I, I almost bust with it. It makes me run and nothing can tie me, nothing. I told Jed, but he wouldn't listen. I'm telling you. You were stronger than him, but you couldn't tie me. No. No. Couldn't I? Carl. Carl. I can tie you, Nani. To my brother. You're going to marry him. He wants it that... I don't know why. Do you want it that way? Yes. You kiss a lot better than you lie. I ain't lying. You are. Oh, Carl, I ain't for dead. It'll kill me to stay with him. Take me away. Please, take me away. Take you away? So that's what this was for. Please, Carl. I went around Jed. I, I, I can't do it. I don't mean any harm, but I just can't do it. Take me away. I wouldn't have you. That's something new, ain't it? Here's a man who wouldn't have you. I'll find the eggs and get out of here. Supper will be late. Don't it let up. It had rained for four days now, Jed. Four solid days. The wheat's ruined. and it's satisfied. I just wish Carl would come move my bed back in my room. I'm tired. Carl. Is Nanani here? What? Nanani, Jed. Nanani. When did you see her last? About an hour ago. She's in her room. No. No, she ain't. She ain't anywhere. I went to the barn. There's a horse missing. Jed, she's gone. What? Her clothes. There's no clothes in the room, neither. Thanks, the dear Lord. She's got a start on me, but I'll find her for you, Jed. No, Carl, let her go. Let her go. I'll find her for you. Carl, wait. The roads are treacherous in all this rain. Don't follow her. Lona. Oh, not both, my sons. Not both. Lona! Beach! Mr. Beach! Who's there? Carl Tyler. Oh, Carl. You looking for Donani? Yeah. Well, I was going after her myself as soon as I could saddle a horse. After them? Yeah. After her and Molly Simmons. They come by here, but I couldn't stop them. They're heading for St. Anthony. Molly Simmons. Come on. Stop me, Carl. The river's running wild. The bridge is down. It's too dark for him to see. Simmons. Simmons, the bridge is out. The bridge. Oh, you idiot. Come on, boy. Come on. Nanani, stop the horses. You'll face. The bridge is out. Seven. Donati, look out! Come on, boy, come on. Donati! Donati! Tyler! Oh, 
Why, you jumped free, you dirty coward. Oh, no, I was thrown clear. I swear I was thrown clear. I seen the bridges up, and I couldn't stop in time. No, Nani went over the bank. He's down there somewhere. Pilot, she asked her to take her away. She did, Get the, yes. get the rope off my saddle. The current will carry her downstream. I don't think she's in the water. I think she hit the rock. Off the rock? Get my rope, Simmons. She asked me to take her away. She did, yes. Nani. Yeah, I see her. No, no. No, no, I'm coming down. Simmons, hurry up. I got it. I got it. Here's the rope. Keep one end of it, and I'll keep the other. She ain't in the river, is no, she? No, no, it'd be better if she was. She fell on the rocks down there. Hang on to this rope now, Simmons. We'll need it for her. I'm going to jump. Fasten her, and I'll pull her up. Nona. Nona, can you hear me? Is it... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's me. Uh... Oh, Nona, I, I yelled to you about the bridge. I tried to warn you. I can't breathe, Carl. Okay. We'll, we'll get you to shelter. I'll tie this rope around you so Simmons can pull you up. No, don't. Don't move me. It's no use. I told you you couldn't tie me. Remember? Are you... Are you hurt bad, Nanani? You ought to like this fine. Oh, no, no. We were going to St. Anthony's. Get past his north. I was fetching it a jet. A jet? Was that what you wanted, Carl? Are you still frowning at me? I can't see you in the dark. You still hate me, Carl. The nanny. You hate me, do you? I love you. Yes, I, I told you that, too. We'll go north together, Nanani. We can get married in St. Anthony. Oh, no, no, please. I love you. I started to say it a thousand times, but you was Jed. You belonged to him. Now I don't care. I don't belong to anybody, Carl. Always running. Can't help it. Tell Jed I'm sorry. Ran from him. And I'm running from you. Even from you. You can't run from me, Nona. I love you. Oh, you was right in the barn. I love you. Nona, listen to me. Listen. Nona? Tyler! What's the matter? Tyler, I'm waiting. Ain't you ready? There's no hurry now. No, hurry now. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a new play has just brought an opening night hit at the Little Theater of Times Square. It's the delay of this body of bowing the puzzle for life. The audience has called them again and again. Next week, we hope you'll join us again for another opening night performance at the Little Theater of Times Square. We'll promise you some good laughs in advance, for you'll hear a fast-moving comedy called... Doc and Bull story. You laugh at the actor who tries to raise the bull, and the bull who has his own ideas about actors. So be sure to tune in next week at this same time. And now we move out of the theater and into the street. Did you cab, Mr. First Matter? Thank you. Good night. Campana's first night of program, starring Barbara Luddy and Olo Soule, is a copyrighted radio feature.
Tonight's play was pure fiction and did not refer to real people or actual events. Talk about fun. There's no thrill to equal the discovery of a new fragrance. You'll agree when you try Old South's new romantic fragrance, Cotton Blossom Cologne. So fresh, so crisp, so lasting. Ask for Cotton Blossom Cologne by Old South at Better Toiletries County. First Rider program came to you over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And that's this week's Mutual Presents feature. The Mutual Audio Network brings the best of old-time radio and modern audio theater to the world. Be sure to subscribe through the Mutual Audio Network podcast feed, any of our podcast days, or the Mutual YouTube channel, which includes MadCon and many other extra features and shows. See you all next time at Mutual Presents. Good night. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So, yeah... Either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.